Welcome back, friends, to Living Well While Living Online, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. I am your host, Tammy Riley. Today, we get to share conversation with Chengitai Mapea, aka Do Airlines. And this young man is a track and field athlete. He is a triple jumper and has a really beautiful story to share with you. And I promise you will be inspired by his commitment and passion for all that he does. So settle in, sit back, and I look forward to sharing Do Airlines with all of you. Welcome, friends, to this week's episode of Living Well While Living Online. Uh, I am really looking forward to today's conversation. Um, My regular listeners know that I typically interview people that I have a history with or that I've known. And today I am interviewing a guest that I have never met before. We just met online um, in the last few seconds. And it was a request from my wonderful producer. And she connected us. And I'm really excited to have this conversation and learn about a student athlete out at Texas Christian University via Zimbabwe. So we have a lot, a lot of ground to cover. It is Chengatai Mapaya, and we are, you know, going to go with his, I think, preferred name. I'm going to say nickname, but you're going to tell us the story, which is Do Airlines. Uh, so welcome. I would love to start off, right? I just gave the listeners a little a little taste with uh, who you are and that you're an athlete, but you are a track and field athlete. I think specifically you are long jump, triple jump, you're indoor, you're outdoor. If you can give a little uh, overview of yourself and you could start from wherever you want, from back in the day when you were a little kid, or if you're just going to summarize where you are right now, it's all good. We are ready and, and eager to learn about you. Uh, yeah, so my name is Chingata Mapaya, but I mean, my business name, I like being called Do Airlines because I'm a triple jumper and I like associating myself as a, as a, as a player and someone who flies. So that the name came up uh, 2020 when COVID, when COVID started, that's when I realized I want to call myself Do Airlines. I just used to be Do, but it changed to Do Airlines just because of how good I was jumping. So, I mean... Fast forward, I started doing track um, when I was 15 years old. I started doing specifically triple jump 50, uh, when I was 15, but I started doing at, uh, track in general when I, at a young age of like of six. But yeah, fast forward to that, I got a scholarship to TCU for triple jump. As I, was, I won um, Africa uh, Junior Championships, I set a, a meeting record there in Africa. It's also an Africa meet record, so I got the spotlight I needed to get a scholarship to come to TCU. Um, and when I came to TCU, um, it's been it's been a great time here. Yeah, I'm, I'm an eight-time first-team All-American, and as a sophomore, I won uh, the NCAA championship, and I've qualified for World Championships, World Youth Championships, World Junior Championships, World Senior Championships. And yeah, my hope was to go for the Olympics last year, but I tore my hamstring, so I wasn't oh. able to go for the Olympics. But I had made the team, but, you know, there's always a reason for everything that happens. And, you know, we keep pushing forward. But, I mean, that's basically me. I, I'm just a triple jumper. I used to do long jump, but I normally do it as much. I'm probably going to do it later on in upcoming years. But right now, I'm just focusing on the triple jump. I, I love... um. I love that you already have just said in that statement, you got injured, you couldn't go to the Olympics, but there's always a reason, right? That um, 
you're already having that reflective piece, which that's pretty fresh. And so can you just speak to as an athlete, right at the prime, at the peak, like the pinnacle of everything that you've been working towards to have an injury that's going to now prevent you from doing the one thing you love and getting out on the other side, because it sounds like you are in a good place and you're moving forward again. And, and that, that dream is still there. Yeah. I mean, like my goals as, as an athlete is to become one of the best triple jumpers in the world. And I'm pretty young. I'm 23 years old right now. So I still have a lot of uh, time on me. And in the moment when I got injured, you know, I was very mad just cause in the moment I cried, I was very hurt because I knew like my season was over. And it mm-hmm. happened at uh, NCAA Outdoor Champs. It was at the national championships when this happened. So it happened in the fourth trial of my jumps. So I knew like everything that I wanted was done completely. Yeah. I couldn't continue competing in that competition. And I was not going to go for the Olympics because this was in June. The Olympics were going to be in July, July, August. So I knew there's no way I would come back from that injury. So that whole 30 minutes, I was pretty much emotional, crying, sad. But then, you know, it didn't take a lot of time. I accepted it quickly because this year there's world championships in July. So this this happened last year in June of, of, 20, of 2021. So mm-hmm. I was already looking forward to July 2022. Because I was like, yeah, this is it. But that's not, that's, this injury is not going to define who I am. I can get back from it and bounce back from it. So I just, I mean, I'm mentally strong, if I can put it like that. I have a good uh, mental strength. I really back down from anything a lot. So, I mean, it didn't take me time to already move on and ready target the upcoming year and get back strong. Because I had to do rehab and get my leg back to 100%. So instead of me crying, I started focusing on making sure that my leg gets back better so I can do what I love the most. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's, I, I admire that so much. It's not easy, especially, you know, when you do go through the series of emotions that happen um, when you get derailed. So can I ask you, what, what do you think makes you this strong? Or do you have practices that you do to help you stay focused? Can you attribute it to maybe lessons, a person, I don't know. Like I always wonder how is one person so mentally tough, so gritty, so resilient and so, and others of us struggle in that yeah, area. Um, yeah, I mean, I used to like uh, 2020, I actually went through a rough patch in my life where I didn't have no uh, motivation to even do track. This is soon after I'd won the national championship. I, I was getting like, I was, up there, the top uh, one national championship. I'm, I'm basically like everyone, like everything was going well, you know. Then I got hit by an injury, and like I'd never been injured before. Like that was my first time getting an injury that got like you know it was consistent. Soon after 2019, so I went through a patch where I didn't really have motivation, and um, I did one session of uh, counseling. And I don't know what it was, or I don't know what switched on in my head, but from after that one counseling session, I told myself that I don't want no counseling. I don't know why, but I was like, I'm, I just told myself I'm strong enough to handle things by myself. And then COVID-19 came and all mm-hmm. the sports got canceled. 
So I got more time to actually reflect on what I really love. And I love triple jump. I love winning. So whenever anything comes my way, I know what I want to do. My goals have been set already, you know. So I know it's not going to be easy. I've accepted that it's not going to be an easy journey. And if something comes, I have to deal with it. I have to pass that obstacle. It means I have to jump over it, go around it. I just have to find a way to just maneuver through to and make sure that I get to my ultimate goal. So I'm just resilient. I just love winning so much that I'll do whatever it takes to stay at that top level. And I mean, I just, I appreciate, most of the things I appreciate small things, like I wake up every morning and I'm I'm thankful that I'm alive and I'm able, I'm, I'm here in America, I'm not in Zimbabwe, I'm on a full scholarship. So I take those like things very seriously, just appreciating those small things that I have. So that goes a long way if I get injured or anything like that. I know I'm still in this good position and people will look up to me. And if I get out of this injury, or if I get out of this problem, people are going to be inspired by what I've done. So it's beyond just me as a person. I'm trying to inspire other people out there who look up to me. Wow. Um, that's really beautiful. Thank you for sharing all of that and being so so honest with your reply. I really appreciate that. It's, it's hard um, in the midst of things to always remember the small things. I think that's such a great lesson and a great tip of advice for for all of us. We tend to get caught up in a lot of things and it must be a lot going on when you're, you know, rehabbing and and getting yourself ready and you're part of a team and you know, you're on scholarship so there's a lot riding and you you have this dream, this goal coming up in the championships and getting into another Olympics. So, um staying so grounded with the small things, that's that's really beautiful. But so interesting where, you know, we look at, you know, the podcast is called Living Well While Living Online. As an athlete, clearly, you know, you are out in the trenches moving and, you know, we're all back in competition. We we know that the world did shut down for a bit, but it seems like that was fortuitous for you, that it worked in your favor um, where no one was competing. So you weren't really losing ground with other athletes and what was happening. You really did get to to heal yourself and focus. So that's that's pretty amazing for you. Yeah, it was, it was honestly COVID-19 for me. It was a blessing in disguise. Because, um, I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, that was that was the year for tw- Tokyo 2020. And I'm pretty sure I wasn't going to make it just because I was not in a good rest state of mind. So COVID hitting was actually good on for me because, you know, uh, me not making Olympics was probably going to hurt more. So COVID was like a blessing in disguise for me, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. And again, another thing, we it, it, no one would wish that on on the world or go yeah. back and do it again. But in so many ways, there are there are silver linings that that came out. Yeah. So it's nice that you were able to take advantage of one and um, and really heal yourself. So can we talk about that concept of healing? Like obviously there's the physical stuff and I'm sure you worked with your trainers and therapists to do the physical rehab, but what else do you do or were you doing to care for yourself? Um, usually like caring, you mean like on my mental state or? Yeah. Yeah, care in general. It's so many things, right? So yeah. what did you do? What does care for you mean? Well, so honestly, I'm usually an uptight person. Like I usually, um, when I'm in season, I'm really focused. All I care about is just competing, competing. Even my schoolwork sometimes goes down just because I'm so focused on 
triple jump. I forget about it. I have to have due dates and all that. <laughs> but like, I'll, for me, care for me, um, healing as as you as you're saying. I'll just say like, hanging out with friends for me is one big thing. You know, my true friends, people that I know, care for me, and I care for them. Talking with my family, having conversations with my family. I'm I'm also pretty outgoing. Since I'm an uptight person, sometimes I need to let loose. So when the time is right, I do party a lot here and there. When it's time <laughs> to, do it. you know, there's time to have fun and time to 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 work work hard. So I feel like for me, I need a balance of the two: being focused and letting loose. So like me, just forgetting about track sometimes and just enjoying life. You know, going out uh, with friends. That that's that's some sort of healing for me, and I love like just taking walks in nature, like that's that's one mm. thing that I I'm, I'm good at just having music on and just appreciating the world. So I'll go to like a botanical gardens, or I go for a hike, just appreciating nature. You know, Mama, I I personally believe that it's very hard to be like me because I don't get affected by a lot of things. If that makes sense, I know okay. how to block. I know how to block my emotions. I don't know if that's a good thing, <laughs> but like um, <laughs> a good example is um, if I, not a funny story, but I won't say it's a funny story because my my grandfather passed away um, just oh. before this was um, twenty sixteen or fifteen, but basically passed away before I could compete, and. I don't know, for some reason, my parents didn't want to tell me, but I kept bothering them because I, I don't know. I knew something was up. Then they told me he passed away. And I was at a competition. That was probably about five hours away, away from home. And, you know, I cried. But in that position, I knew, like, life is still going to continue, you know. I competed, and I did very well in that competition. I used, like, wow. that as motivation for me to jump over. Like, my coach... I remember it was at, um, I was trying to qualify for World Junior Championships and she told me, like, your grandfather is looking out for you. You better compete for him. Mm-hmm. Like, in those situations, some people, I feel like they'll fold and they'll not be able to compete well. But I did exceptionally well in that competition. I blocked everything away and I just focused on what I wanted to do. And mm-hmm. that's, I feel like that's, I'm good at, like, blocking things out and focusing on what I want, you know? that makes yeah. it i don't know so i don't really have a lot of like healing things i do because i i know how to i know my ultimate goal and i'm just so so much hungry for it that i don't get affected by a lot of things <laughs> you you are so lucky i mean so many of us get in our own way right so so while yes there's a fine line and you have to be careful with the blocking because um, yeah. you know you do want to have some release People work so hard to be able to compartmentalize these pieces because life does go on to your point and how heartbreaking and sad, right? With losing your grandfather, but being able to step up and say, I'm still going to do this in this moment. And he would want me to do that. And then, and then I can go back and grieve again when I'm done. Um, Most of us struggle with that. I mean, I I say I block my emotions, but I'm going to cry. Like, I'm, I'm, I know, I know. How to, I, I ex, when I jump, I express my, uh, my, my emotion with every jump. I'm, I'm very expressive, you know. So like, I, I feel like I let out all my emotion a lot when I compete or when I'm talking with people. So like, for example, if I come second and I wanted to win, 
I'm not gonna go somewhere else and cry. I'm crying right there in front of everyone. <laughs> you see, wow. so like uh, I, I let my emotions like control me in the moment that I mm-hmm. I know how to then block them to do better. You know, so like yeah. uh, I'm gonna cry. I'm not gonna just block it like oh I'm I'm this strong guy. No, I I'll cry in the moment. Then after that I move on completely. Okay. I just accept it. Then I move on. But I'm gonna cry. Best believe I'll cry. <laughs> Last time I cried was um uh, I would say probably a month ago. I came I came um third at Indo Nationals. I cried. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then um I had an injury that was bothering me a little bit and it was stressing me a little bit. I cried in front of my clutches. So like I'll cry, then that's I've let out my emotion. I've I talk to people, I cry with my friends, I would tell them what, what I'm going through. I cry. Then when I've done that, I've let I've let it out, you know? Yeah. Because I, I, I let it out by talking or by crying. Then after that, then I'm not gonna let it control me. I'm not gonna let any of that control me. Then I focus on what I wanna do. Wow. <laughs> That's really incredible. And it, it's it's what most of us strive to be able to do in life and practice and logically in our head know, but have such a hard time actually living it that way. So um, yeah, that's really, really wonderful that you can be able to be so emotional. Um, Because again, I think as athletes, it's more, we try to hide some of that emotion, you know, or at least what I see, it's like, you know, um, oh, don't let them see that you're upset or don't let them, but it's like, gosh, it's just so incredible that you're able to do that. We're human and we have emotions. That's how I take it. And like, I I try, like, I, whenever I compete, like, like what I'm saying, like, I try to make people like feel what I'm feeling. So I'm, I'm, I'm that guy who's going to scream. I'm going to be loud. I'm really loud. (laughs) I'm going to scream at the crowd. I'm going to get crazy and you're going to feel how I'm feeling. I'm not gonna. I, I express. I, I really express my myself a lot, and I feel like that's that goes a long way with just the person I am. Oh, I love that. That's that's great, especially <laughs> you know to get the crowd going and and uh, you know to get them to feel what you're feeling, and because yeah. we don't know, right? We're separated, the audience and and the athletes. So um, you're giving them a taste of of what it's like to to be you in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. So when you, um, when you're uh, getting ready and you're prepping for your events, um, do you find that you're, you know, you, you've already said you're so focused and you're committed and you're driven. Are you super hard on yourself? Would you call it like perfectionism or is it just the expectation of what you're able to deliver? Like, do you have a, a concept around how you, you know, sort of drive yourself forward? I've seen, okay, so usually I compete my best when I'm very happy and relaxed. Okay. All right. But there's some competitions where I'm a bit too focused and I still compete well. But like in general, I focus so hard at practice. I stress a lot at practice. I'm trying to get this thing that we're working on with my coach or with my physios or with my strength coach or I'm like so st- I'm stressed about it. I'm focusing on the ultimate goal, right? So when I then go compete, I'm not having fun. I'm not I'm trying to show people my talent. 
mm-hmm. you know so i'm 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 showing off what i'm good at at practice i'm trying to get better when i go compete i'm trying to show off you know so i'm trying to enjoy so when i go for a competition i'm trying to make sure i'm i'm happy i'm giving people a show i can't give people a show if i'm not relaxed you know what i mean so before competing i'm more likely to be more relaxed if i'm more uptight i'm probably stressing about something mm-hmm. so i i feel like I, i've had competitions where i'm uptight that happens i mean i'm not going to be there's some competitions where i do that but like the best times i compete well is when i'm relaxed and i'm not thinking about a lot because i'm really thinking about a lot when i'm practicing you know so by the time we compete it's more relaxed i'm more chilling and enjoying enjoying myself so i'm i'm more i'm not as uptight so how how do you like right before a competition right i don't know if you're taking the bus there or you're flying there or whatever you know you're getting in your when i say game day mode um yeah. how do you get yourself to that relaxed and happy place where again i think it is the norm for most people when they're performing things are amping up and there is even if you're confident in your abilities there's stress there's anxiety there's a little worry you know mm-hmm. whatever is floating around so how do you keep yourself grounded do you have things that you say to yourself like a a ritual a routine like what what helps you so okay i'm co- I'll, I'll put it, i'm competing tomorrow i'm at a competition right now we we flew okay. we've, we've gone to florida or wherever we've gone to the night before when i'm in the hotel um I pray the night before and just ask God what I want. So prayer is very, I pray every single day. Okay. And prayer is very important to me. My faith is strong. So I'll pray at night. I, I, I put all my clothes in order for the next day, right? Then when when the, when, when tomorrow comes, um, I go eat, I'm chilling. I'm with my teammates. So we're just chilling when we're eating. Then let's say I'm competing at 2 p.m. I have to start getting ready by 10 because uh, I'll get my shower, I'll probably get stretched out. But then now I block, I now listen to music. Mm. Music controls me. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to be thinking about a lot of things just because I'm competing. I'm, I'm, I'm a little, no matter how many competitions I've had, I'm still going to be nervous. I've done this so many times, but every competition I'm going to be nervous. But I calm myself down by listening to music. So I have a playlist of music that I precisely listen to when I go compete. So that playlist has got music that's gonna make me like wanna dance or just be you know active, more pumped up. So I'm listening to music, enjoying. Like I, I try my best to stay in the zone of just being happy and not not stressing too much. So music is a big thing for me. So when I'm warming up, I'm listening to music. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying myself listening to music. So I, 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 when I listen to music, just like I also meditate. Mm. You know, when I, I do some yoga at night, so I know how to control my, my mind, like blocking, like what I'm saying, that blocking thing where, you know, in your, your mind is always working, but you can mm-hmm. control it and think of what you want. So I focus on my breathing and that. So instead of meditating, I'm listening to music only. So I'm listening to the words of the music that's playing on the sound. So that's going to block all this, like probably if I'm thinking negative, like, oh, I might not do well, I might not do that. I don't be thinking of that because I'm focusing on my music only. You know, so I'm just thinking of music and I've, I've, I know what I want to do. I want to win. So I know that's the ultimate goal. 
then I block everything out by listening to music. Mm. Are you um, a super superstitious athlete where you have the exact same playlist that you listen to every time, all the same music, or do you change it up? Do you find new oh, things? Oh, I have one playlist I listen to. <laughs> I only have one. Okay, playlist. yeah. You can't I'm, mess I'm with very, a good thing, right? Yeah, I, I, I don't. I also have a rosary um, that I have. I don't think I can ever compete without a rosary. Oh, okay. That's yeah. That's also my faith. Just. When I have a rosy on, I feel like I'm closer to God. So I don't think I can ever go in a competition without it. I I think I've done that once and like nothing happened. I did pretty well, but like I always <laughs> want to have it, you know. <laughs> it's something that has to go on me that will add to like my confidence. So, so when you say you have the rosary, is it um, you actually can wear it? You know, because again, when you're in track and you're jumping, there's there's not you don't have pockets. Um, so, oh, is it, but is it just something like, that's yeah, with you? It's it's all, it's all I wear, when I jump, I jump with it. I jump with my oh, rosary. Okay. Yeah, so I have it on. I have it on with me as you speak right now because I'm okay. about to go to practice after this. So I need it. Oh, <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, and I love that uh, faith is such an important part uh, yeah. of, of, of all of the process, right? Not just, oh, I, I want to pray to do well, but, you know, the, the more authenticity, the authentic part of it just being, um, you know, a part of the, the process for you, not just praying before, but holding it with you as you're literally leaping into the air flying, which I love. Yeah. I love that image. <laughs> Um, I want to ask you, if you don't mind, when you're a, um, a student athlete and you're an international student athlete, so you're leaving your home, you're coming from another country and, you know, we are in our cultures, we have foods that we eat and climate. And so you're leaving all that you know behind as an athlete, all of the things that work for you and having to refigure out, um, what's not going to upset your stomach on game day? Um, you know, how am I going to function in this weather or that weather? If you're competing in the East Coast and it's chilly, uh, you know, and now all of a sudden you're outside in cold weather and you're not used to it. So have have there been a lot of, I guess, shifts for you coming from Zimbabwe to here, um, you know, having to relearn a lot of the game day ritual and how you best can succeed in Texas? Yeah, I mean, so I started traveling. I, I've been in the Zimbabwe national team since I was like 15. So I've traveled around the world quite a lot already before coming to America. Mm -hmm. So I already, I mean, I would go probably to another country for like probably two weeks, but not like the way I'm now living in America. But like I already had like experiences of going to a different country and having to to adjust to their their climate or whatever whatever food they're eating there. I mean, it's not really hard to be honest because I've already gone through that at a young age. So I have some sort of experience. And I know like I'm like with track, you travel a lot, you're going to different places. And as soon as I graduate, I want to go professional. And that means I'm going to be going to Europe. So, I mean, that's a lot of traveling and I mm -hmm. love traveling. And I, I, I embrace the cultures that I, 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 I get to, you know? So it's just like, I just to what's there and that's, that's that's what separates athletes. Some athletes cannot adjust to that. So right. if you're a good athlete and you can adjust to it, you're gonna do well. You're gonna cope to whatever is coming your way. So I mean, like, just those are the, the small obstacles that I, I was talking about. 
Like you have to find ways through those obstacles and figure out how you can do it. Because at the end of the day, people in that in that area have been here, have, have done it. So why can't I do it? You know. So that's how I that's how I put it. I'm just gonna adapt to whatever environment I'm put in and just focus on what I want. So I mean, honestly, it wasn't really hard for me to just. I knew what I was going going what I was gonna going through, and that wasn't really the least of my worries, to be honest. Like adjusting, I was like, wow, I have a full scholarship, full scholarship to America. My parents don't have to pay for no tuition, you know. So least of my worries was not trying to adjust. I was like, oh, I'm saving my parents. They're not paying for no tuition. Right. They're pretty much set. They don't have to worry about me no more. You know, I'm. I mean, I, I, I also like, I was like, I, I was like, I'm growing up now. I mean, I gotta adjust to this. I accepted that. Okay, I'm about, I'm, I'm, I'm basically living this by myself, and this is what mm-hmm. I like doing. So it's, it was, it was welcoming in a way to me. I mean, again, like really amazing that you're able to acknowledge it. It's hard, but you're like, it's a small obstacle, and I can adjust to anything because, you know. Again, I just know when I travel and I too, I love to travel and experience everything, new cultures and, you know, whatever it brings. But, you know, it's hard to adjust your sleep and it's hard to adjust your body and it's hard, you know, it it is really difficult. And here you are trying to perform your best and in in situations that are difficult. So, uh, again, you have a really great mindset uh, moving into that. So, again, not that there won't be challenges, but it seems like you are confident that they're not going to be a barrier to you and your performance. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, So I'm going to ask you another question about home. Like, um, how often do you get to see your family? Do you miss them? Is that the hardest, hardest part? No, I would say no, it's not. um, It's not hard for me personally. I mean, um, I last went to Zimbabwe in 2019. So I haven't been home since 2019. But wow. I still keep in touch with them mm-hmm. uh, on weekends usually because during the week I'm usually busy. I really do not have time um, for it. So, I mean, I I call them on weekends and we just video call and we talk. And, I mean, you know, it's I was, as I said, I mean, here at TCU, there are, there are five Zimbabweans on the track team. So, I mean, we speak okay. in our language a lot, so I don't really get homesick. You know, because I have, I have friends from Zimbabwe. So it's not really hard for me. And I also got um family, family who stay in Dallas, which is about an hour away from me. So if I really need to see family, I can just go to them, my uncles, and just, you know, eat a home-cooked meal and all that. But I don't really, I can't say, I miss them. I won't die. I miss my family. But, like, it's not like, it's not anything like, oh, wow, I really miss them. I got to go tomorrow. I know I'm gonna see them soon. When the time is right, I'm gonna go home and we're gonna have a good time, you know. So it's, I've, uh, as I said, I've accepted the position I'm in, and it, it's just it is what it is. If I can put it like that, like I, it is what it is, you know. I'm, yeah. I'm I'll, I'll see them soon, hundred percent. That's great. I mean, how fortunate that there are other people on the team, so you can share your language and 
just the small things like inside jokes, somebody understanding, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it is, it's important to feel that connection. And then to also know that there is a family member within, within reach, should you need somebody. So those are all reassuring things. And I'll say, you know, the, the online life part has been incredible. I mean, the opportunity we have with technology and the way we can really see a person and multiple people and connect, uh, you know, all the time free, like it doesn't even cost anything. It's amazing. Yeah. That's uh, just, that core is very good. It's it's important. It's making that core is better than not even being able to do that. So it's really a blessing. Just we have all this technology around us and we can connect from, 10,000 miles away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, I know it's, it seems surreal still when you think about it. And I can remember when I was in college, you know, I was still calling home on, on one phone in the dorm. Like that's what we had. And I did travel abroad to visit a friend and she and I wrote letters and in the letter, she told me what to do. And I traveled to London. I think I was 19 with a, with a letter. Like we would ne- <laughs> like, that's so foreign now. How would you, yeah. I, I'm like, how did yeah. I do that? <laughs> It's crazy. It's really crazy. Um, So I guess your teammates and the staff at TCU, like, is that your go-to? Are they your support system? Do you have other people that you really rely on? Is there one person that really helps you, you know, get through or that you want to share your day-to-day stuff with? Is there there a a big network? Yeah, my, my friends, I mean, I... I stay with my friends. We we have a, we have a house and we stay together. We're Zimbabweans, and okay. I mean we 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 talk a lot and we're like really good friends and like we express ourselves how we're feeling and everything. And I mean my coaches are like my parents basically. My my jumps coach is like a dad to me. So I like if I really need to talk to him about anything that's affecting me, you if he can't help me, you find the right stuff that can help me in whatever I need. You know, so I mean, the support system here is amazing. Uh, people that I connect with on on personal levels, my coaches, my physio, my strength coaches, you know, and my friends. So I really have a lot of people that I can I can I can connect with. You know, just just because of the person I am. Also, I'm pretty much open. You know, I I can talk with a lot of people, but I really have like close people that I can relate to. Like yeah, there's some professional athletes here and people we have gone for Olympics. And like just learning from those people, you know, how they did it helps a lot in nurturing me also, you know. So it's just like me just being open to learn new things from other people yeah. and teaching other people that. I love that. Yeah. The support system is huge and, and it is often hard just in general, right? When you leave home, you know, whether you're going you know, to a, a place in, a, in just another town or whether you're in another state or for you, it's a whole other country. So having a support system is really huge for success. So it sounds yeah. like you've really got the the net, the support net around you that you need to really be your best. I have just a couple more little questions for you. And one is, you know, as you had the injury and then I'm going to say, thankfully, you know, sports shut down and you were able to really heal yourself and now you're back on your feet and moving forward. Is there one like big lesson or or skill or one big thing that you are taking from that time and really applying now in your life? I mean, I've learned the I would say the most important thing 
that I've learned over my experiences is the love of what I'm doing. You know, the obsession I have of what I'm doing. You know, it has it has made me the person like that's the art that it has made me who I am. Just the love I have for track and triple jump in general. You know, it is I I've gone through a lot of things and every situation that I go through makes me stronger. You know, so I mean, it's just the main important thing is loving what you're doing. If you if you care so much about something, you should never give up on it. You mm. know, no matter yeah. what. So that is just by that it has made me mentally strong. It has made me the person I am today, just because I, I love the, the 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 obstacles. I love the challenges that I get. You know, they they, they make me who I am. You know, so I mean, yeah. like triple jump is very, it's, it's, it's a part of me, but I know like at some point in time it's going to be over, but I would have inspired a lot of people and I would have left a mark, you know, so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just like so dedicated with, with what I want to do. I mean, I won't even lie to you. I'm not, I don't really like school. <laughs> I'm not really <laughs> a school person. Academics is, is not like my favorite thing to do, but mm-hmm. you know, it, you need to be eligible to compete. You need to pass your classes so you can compete. So I love track so much. So I'm going to pass my classes so I can go compete, you know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm getting my education. I'm doing what I love doing. Even if I don't like doing that, I mean, if I don't like it, it doesn't matter. Do I like, (laughs) do I want to jump? Yeah, I want to jump. So I better pass those classes, you know, (laughs) you know, so it's just the love I have for the sport that is, made me who I am now. So um, I, it has taught me a lot, just a lot of life lessons through just me liking triple jump and mm. being wanting to be a winner. <laughs> and and so you're a senior now, correct? This is yeah. the last, and and you said you're hoping to go professional after. Can you just describe like what, what, what does that process look like or how does that happen for you? I mean, I've, I've already, so to go professional for track, you need to, track in general or triple jump for me, you need to hit a certain standard or you need to win certain like races or if you're like for me, if you're jumping above 17 meters, you're basically almost elite because not a lot of people jump 17 meters. So if you're jumping that, you can go professional, you know, you can compete with the elite people there. So basically with with track, you get signed with with a, with a, a sports company like Nike, Adidas, or one of those, mm-hmm. then you just travel around the world competing at different meets. There's what's known as a Diamond League and Continental Tour. So you go to different meets and you make money through those meets and the contract you have signed with a, with a, with a, with a sports company. So, oh. and not everyone can get to that. Like, a few people will get good contracts. So you need to be really good for you to get a good contract. You know, so... I mean, I, I'm positive I'm going to be one of the best. And I have to, so you need to win, like, if you win, like, NCA Outdoor Nationals, that's a good start to, for you to, to, to get a contract. Then you okay. can move on. So that's that's the goal. I have, I have uh, NCA Outdoor Nationals in June. So my goal is definitely to win that and go professional. And basically, I'll probably be getting out from our Zimbabwe Olympic Committee because... The target is Paris 2024, so I'll be getting help from that because I'm, I basically can't make the Olympics for Zimbabwe, 
again since I didn't go the previous ones because of my injury. So okay. I mean, it's, so it's just the, the support you get from different companies, sponsorships okay. you get from companies. That's how you become pro in track, and how you attract people. And just the personality I have will go a long way in me getting good sponsorship and all that. Right. And it's interesting uh, if people aren't familiar with the world of college athletics, you're, you will be done with school in May and officially graduate, but your season, right? Your, your uh, competition season is still in, into June. Like when you do well, you're, you're still out there. So do you get to be home for graduation? Do you get to wear the cap and gown and, and will you travel? I'm not going to travel up until July or so since okay. that season. But after that, I'm going to let loose a lot. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna enjoy life. But for now, I'm just focusing on making sure I graduate and I I, I do well at, uh, at NCA Auto Champs and make sure I qualify for World Champs. Mm. So those are the main things that are on my mind up from now up until July. So after that, then I can celebrate all the achievements I've done, you know? Right. Then we celebrate yeah. all of them. We want to celebrate them in pieces. So let me just finish everything up. Then we enjoy it, you know? <laughs> I love that. Um, I, I ask all of my guests. So this will really be my final um, question. Because first of all, I so appreciate that you are doing this for us. And you have a competition tomorrow. And, you know, you have to get your, your game head on. And I, I really well, I'm appreciate not, I'm the time. I'm competing tomorrow, though. I'm, I'm chilling. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Ooh, I, was get, I got nervous when you said that. I thought that's what you were telling me. But, um, <laughs> you know, the support system is super important. And we've, you've, you've spoke to that. And you've told me the important players in that role. But when we turn that lens on yourself and, you know, how, how you are your own best friend, right? What does that look like for you? And are you good at supporting yourself? Do you think it's something that you have to be more mindful of and pay attention to? Are you really bad at it? I mean, what is it like for you personally to be your own best friend? Yeah, I mean, I love myself very much. I won't even lie to you. I'll, um... I love myself to the point where I'm pretty selfish. Like, like what I'm saying, like, I want to be great, you know? And that starts with knowing knowing yourself. I'm true to myself. And I, I, I would say that I'm truly in love with myself. I don't let anyone any or anything say. If, any, if someone wants to say something bad about me, it's not going to affect me because I know who I am, you know? So it's, 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 it's not like, it's not anything that's, that's like, difficult for me because I've, I've embraced the person I am. I accept every flaw that I have. Anything that I, I do wrong, it's part of me, you know. I, I just embrace everything. That's that's me because we are both not the same. And you you are true to yourself. I'm true to myself. We're all different, you know. Mm. So just just me loving myself has gone a long way and in building my confidence, you know, just because I'm, I'm pretty much confident, and that's that just that's just because I, I I love myself. That's the main thing. I take care of myself. I'm my own best friend. I when I'm working out, I'm pushing myself in my head. You know, I'm telling myself, that. don't give up. Keep going. Keep going. You know, because I know myself better than anyone else. You know. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, so true. But, but I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think many of us forget that. I mean, you're young. You said you're 23. You're so young. You have, um, but that's such a huge, I think, life lesson. I think so many adults struggle with that and don't understand how important it is 
to care for yourself, to love yourself. And, and the thing that I really appreciated that you said, it's your flaws as well, right? It's yeah. not just, oh, I'm so great at this, but it's like, hey, I, I know where I am. I know where I need the work. That doesn't make me any less of a good person and any less valued. Um, yeah, so yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Early on, like one of the very first things you had said is um, that when you compete too, you're looking to be an inspiration for others. And I can say just from everything you have shared, you know, your ability to be emotional on and off your um, your your competition site, you know, learning from all of the, the pieces and all of the components that are put in your way, the adversity, um, everything you've had to overcome and being able to appreciate yourself for who you are and push yourself. I mean, it, that really is such an inspiration. So I hope there's a lot of up and coming athletes that get to hear this or work with you to, to kind of get to seep in some of this magic, which isn't easy for everybody. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> uh, I always tell people, um, I, I say, uh, it's hard to be me. You can't be me. I'm like, because it's like what I'm saying, like I'm so confident in myself and like the stuff I go through sometimes, I don't think anyone can go through that. But like, you know, like just me inspiring people through that is like, wow, okay, it can be done. You know, yeah. so like I tell people, I'm like, people be like, I'm trying to be like you. Then I'm like, hey man, it's very hard to be like me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's the truth. That's the truth. But, but you know, people need to have role models, positive yeah. role models. And yeah. 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 So you'll definitely leave more than your mark on the record books, right? Leaving your mark yep. in how you stepped up to life and competition and um, were a teammate on and off the, the, the pitch. Yes, ma'am. hundred percent. Uh, well, thank you again for your time. I truly appreciate it. It's been really lovely to get to have the conversation with you. And I am thankful for all that you shared with our listeners. I appreciate you too. Thank you very much for having me over. I really enjoyed expressing myself a little bit. <laughs> Excellent. That wraps up another episode of Living Well While Living Online. Thank you so much to my new friend, Do Airlines. Uh, a really interesting conversation, right? I really did not know this young man and I just found his positive attitude and commitment to being the best triple jumper he can be so inspirational. There, He had so many tidbits uh, that are worthy of all of us to glean and what a beautiful role model for the youth that are following in his footsteps. So we will all be sure to keep an eye out for your name in the future. I know there's great things coming your way, Do. And come back next week when I introduce you to one of my favorite people. I know I say that about everyone, but I do love a lot of people. Um, I'm going to have my friend, Billy Mecca. He is one of my colleagues from Quinnipiac University. And Billy's story and words of wisdom will certainly give you a dose of what we call Mecca time. And I promise you, everyone needs a little Billy Mecca in their lives. So Living Well While Living Online is a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio and is produced by Renette Chafu. The executive producer is David DeRoche. Lauren Scupo does the social media, while Scott Holmes has provided the theme music. And I am your host, Tammy Riley. You can learn more about all of the podcasts by visiting qu.edu slash podcasts. And you can absolutely listen to the podcasts on the platform or app of your choice. 
Give us a follow on Twitter or Instagram at QUPodcasts and feel free to send us a note via email, which is QUPodcasts at QU.edu. So until next week, my friends, be intentional, breathe deep, and learn to be your own best friend.